Hello and welcome to Of the People. I am Robert Chernin. Thank you so much for joining us again. This week, a somber week, we commemorate September 11th, 2001. There is not a person who is of age and of memory that has any doubt as to where they were at the moment they heard or the moment the plane struck the Twin Towers, the Pentagon, Everybody knows it is a somber moment in U.S. history. A lot has changed since then, and a lot hasn't changed. Politics was supposed to stop at the water's edge. And if the one day that we can all come together should have been and should be 9-11. Some 3,000 Americans died. I think the number was 2,960-something. I don't count the 19 hijackers. Thank you very much. I'm sure that I will get a lot of crap for that, but I don't care. The first responders who rushed into the World Trade Center buildings, some 300 or 400 firemen and police who who rushed in to help America. It was the best of America. It showcased the best of America. It still showcases the best of America. And we need to remember and we need to honor that. A lot has changed since then. We now have Department of Homeland Security. We now have the Patriot Act. We now have TSA at every airport. So you can no longer walk up to every plane. Part of that I understand, and I think part of that America understands. But not only did it empower the federal government to become a much bigger behemoth and take away more of our rights. I mean, life is fragile. We all know that. There are no guarantees in life. There are supposed to be guarantees under the law. And I don't even want to talk about President Biden being at ground zero on on the day after because he clearly wasn't. And Kamala Harris was, I, I don't want to talk about that. Politics for that day needs to stop. But we need to remember that this was a day that America did come together. It shows what America can do when we are not divided by the politicians. And we honor those who have sacrificed not only in 9-11, which was obviously the worst attack on U.S. soil, but in all the wars and the military and the, and the people who are the first responders. We need to remember, because if you don't remember and you forget, the old expression is if those who forget the past are condemned to repeat it. So we should honor those who died. We should honor those who gave their life. We should honor the first responders. And we should remember on this day of all other days for 9-11 that we are all Americans. Folks, we'll be back with the main segment of the show. Hello, and welcome back to Of The People. I'm Robert Chernin with... Erica Reddick. And if it's Thursday... It must be throw up Thursday. We have back with us that leading fountain of Republican knowledge, Jay the Republican. Jay, Jay welcome the back. Republican. It's great to be on the show. Uh, you know, you guys are getting it done here, and uh, the viewership has been giving me great feedback and have said very good things about you all as well. Oh, well. They must you. not be listening to the show. What? what? Well, I, I can't vouch for that. All right, it's Thursday. What are we throwing up today? 
you know, I want to talk about uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly this week. Mm. Uh, one of the things that we want to look back on is the 9-11 and the attack on our country. And mm. we, we should remember that it is a day of remembrance. It's a day when we lost about 3,000 people from an, a source outside this country. And this Ilian Omar talked about some people did some things. Well, we know who those people are and we know what they did. They killed Americans. But the thing that's really made me sick this week is our president who decides he needs to take a nap instead of coming to Ground Zero or mm. to D.C. and the Pentagon. So he stops in Alaska and makes some political comments that are based around his politics and his reelection and not about the people who suffered and died. And the fact that New York firefighters, over 340 of them have died since the attack on our country mm. in 2001. Not only that, what's even worse is he picked that day when we were attacked by foreign nations to placate and to give $6 billion to Iran. He's gone and given money to this state, this country who is state-sponsored terrorism around the world, someone who was given billions and billions of dollars by Obama back in the Obama-Biden administration, that thank goodness that Donald Trump came along and stopped us giving money and stopped this whole deal that was benefiting only Iran and their nuclear program. Mm. So what he's done is he's taken this day when we have to think about the attack of innocent people and these firefighters and uh, police that went into a building when everyone else was running out. So what he's done is he's defamed those hardworking Americans, those who risk their life every day so that he could give money to one of the axis of evil. I think we have to realize that it's Iran, it's North Korea, it's China, and it's Russia that are the axis of evil. You know, Ronald Reagan talked about it when he was president. But what we're doing is we're allowing Iran right now that within four months of today, they will have the capability of having 10 nuclear warheads. And it's all being financed wow. by the Biden administration. We need to stop it. It makes me sick. And we can't continue to let it happen. We need to go to Congress and we need to have Congress put a stop to this outrageousness in this un-American act by this president and this administration. That's J what's making me sick this week. Jay. So is that the, that's the ugly, right? That's is there the a ugly. good here? <laughs> the, the good is remembering in the remembrance of those who gave their lives mm. tragically on 9-11 in 2001. Those who ran into the building Agreed. when everyone else was running out. So Jay, I got a question for you. It, 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 so we have actually a really good friend who was a emergency responder on 9-11. This many years later, he's still waiting on a determination or help with uh, medical issues and things like that. And to me, is this the first time in, in, you know, 20 years that an American president has not really recognized the day with some kind of a memorial or some kind of visit. Like, I feel like that's normally a thing that they do every year, not go gallivanting around the world. This is the first time uh, that the president of the United States was not at ground zero in New York or at the Pentagon to, uh, let America know that we still care and that it's still important to us. 
Wow. You know, one of the biggest events uh, that they're handling is when the first gentleman who I don't know if he's a gentleman or but he's married to the vice president mm. uh, went to Pennsylvania. That was a big deal. That's not the level of response that we should. Wow. Be having yeah. This well, is, no. to be, to, this is to be honest, we talked about Pearl Harbor. We lost many more people on 9-11 than we did at Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor, we lost about 2,400 people. We've lost 3,000, almost 3,000 on that day, and we've lost hundreds since then. And there are still people who are dying from the after effects of that tragic day. And he's in uh, Alaska because he was tired from visiting India. Wow. I think the first lady was in, I believe, um, D.C. The vice president was in New York City. But you are correct. It is the first time that a sitting president did not honor 9-11, both those who perished in the attack and the first responders who really, to me, was the best, represented the best of America. That's right. Who selflessly went into essentially a war zone to rescue other Americans. And... You know, I have lots of friends in, in New York City, um, certainly within fire and police. Um, it, it is a day that should, I mean, politics should stop at the water's edge. Well, politics should stop on 9-11 and ground zero as well. Mm. So I, 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 I agree with that. And just the embarrassment. And we're talking the good, the bad, and the ugly. There was so much, so much good that came out of this. And this country did unite. This country's not going to unite around this president who picks such an important day in our history to give money to one of our enemies, someone who's vowed to kill us infidels. So Literally, we, we, kill, we need... like kill the Americans. They chant things like that. So the same kinds of folks who committed the atrocities on 9-11 got rewarded on 9-11 with money, basically, is Absolutely. what you're saying. And yeah. what, the, what the administration has said is, well, that money can only go to humanitarian uh, causes. <laughs> well, the, the Ayatollah just came out. The Ayatollah just came out and said they will spend it on anything they want to. They absolutely said that, and that I was going to mention that. But one of the things that they have the opportunity to do is to go to Russia and go to China and give them those billions of dollars that they need That's right. right now to help their economies and help their war effort, so that they can get enriched uranium, so that yep. they can build a stronger, more powerful nuclear uh, weapon system uh, that the the Obama-Biden administration so carefully arranged so that they could be a greater threat than they ever were. Shameful. The good, the bad, and the ugly, pretty simple. That's my throw-up Thursday. Jay, we appreciate you joining us on throw-up Thursday. Come back again. I appreciate it. Thank you all for what you do. Uh, we're fighting the fight, and we're glad to have you. Folks, you're listening to Of the People with Robert Chernin and Erica Reddick. We will be right back. America came into being based on a shared belief and a common set of values. Unlike other nations that were bound together based on common ancestry, race, or caste, we came into being based on a simple and shared set of ideals that the power of government is based on the consent of the governed, that life, the freedom to live life on our own terms in our own way, free from government interference, and liberty 
our most precious value and the pursuit of happiness, which means we are free to pursue that which we choose with the knowledge and courage to know that nothing is guaranteed to us in this life. Those values, America was founded on these basic inalienable rights. Freedom to pray to God in our own way. Freedom to think and speak freely without fear of punishment or harm. And freedom to gather in our places of worship and in our local taverns. And freedom to defend ourselves, our families, our homes, and our neighbors as we see fit. The American Center for Education and Knowledge is dedicated to protecting American exceptionalism anywhere and everywhere it is threatened. ASIC is a 501c3 and depends on your tax-deductible donations. Please help us continue our fight. Hello. And welcome back to Of The People. I am Robert Chernin with my lovely co-host, Erica Reddick. Hello, Robert. Hello, Erica. Hello, hello. Jay, throw up Thursday the Republican. So let's talk about this Iran yeah. deal. So there was an Iran deal, and, and just to, everybody to frame the reference, and I know people's memories are short, but don't forget it was President Obama during the, as Jay the Republican says, the Obama-Biden administration. And I would argue that we're either in the Biden-Obama administration mm. or we're really just back in the Obama administration, but during the height of the Obama yeah. years, in the middle of the night, a, a photographer saw, I think we had like $12 billion in cash that was rolled onto a plane in the middle of the night to pay off the Iranians to accept the Iran nuclear right. deal, right? It was like, it was pishkesh, right? It was, it was payola. It was basically bribing them. Mm -hmm. So now you have President Biden or Anthony or, or Anton or whatever his name is, Blinken, uh, sort of on the winking, blinking and nod, <laughs> you know, Secretary of State guy, right? I mean, I mean, what else? How else can you explain it? So now they're giving, and the way it's being billed in the press is we were giving $6 billion to free up five Americans. And on the surface of it, and I want to get to the whole 9-11 thing in a second in terms of its coordination, but on the surface of it, even that is not truthful. Because if you read the fine print, we are actually getting five American prisoners freed. In exchange, we are giving them five American, uh, five Iranian prisoners that are being held by us. Wow. No one sees that in the press. So what's really going on is there is a prisoner swap. Oh, and by the way, to sweeten the deal, we're giving you $6 billion. I know it's your own money that was frozen and you're only going to use it for humanitarian purposes, which is a baloney. Right. As we said, the Ayatollah has already come out and said, the hell with that. We're going to use this for whatever That's we right. want. So I think Jay was right. But but it but it begs the question, how far in the tank is the media that they buy the story that the administration gives them, which is, oh, we're giving six billion dollars of their own money only to be used for humanitarian aid for five American prisoners. Right. And again. Are, is, is an American prisoner worth a billion dollars or a billion, you know, $1.2 billion each? Probably, right? If it was my family or yours. But it's not the whole story. You never get the whole story. We're releasing five prisoners of theirs. They're releasing five prisoners of ours. And oh, by the way, here's $6 billion. Yeah. Well, I think that just... Now, did you read that anywhere? No, and that's... Or am I the only one who sees that's this? That's why I think, you know... It's one of the reasons why the American people do not trust the media. 
we know and we've seen over the years that it's basically just another wing of the democratic party it's basically well it is now it is right? now i mean sure. it's essentially like the pr wing of the democratic party so I, I it doesn't surprise me at all but no i i did not hear about it and i think it just goes to actually show the weakness of the biden administration if if our government wait, wait wait a minute let me i have to cut you off it doesn't show the weakness erica it shows their intent mm. this this was not done from a position of weakness it wasn't even i would argue done from a position of stupidity like you know we've had these discussions and arguments you and i where oh they're stupid oh no never underestimate your enemy they are not stupid the biden administration is doing this with intent mm. my question to you is just and i know we're sort of wing we're, we're winging this if they're doing it with intent, which I would, I would bet you all the money in the world and all the tea in China, yeah. why are they doing it with intent? What's the purpose? Well, and that's, that's the question. It's clearly an unequal exchange. And so uh, if, if your goal, and I believe that it is, is to destabilize the American position around the globe it you know then this makes a lot of sense give money to our enemies uh show weakness in that you are willing to take less in a negotiation than you get uh right because well that's for I sure i mean that's that's for sure that's what i when i say weakness that's what i mean is okay you negotiated a crappy deal they got way more than we got out of it so not only are you you know, arming and equipping one of our greatest enemies and the enemy of our ally Israel, but you are demonstrating massive weakness. So do you, so, and again, I have to disagree. I don't think they're demonstrating weakness. I weakness. I think they're demonstrating intent. And I want to go back to a J. Oh, the they can be, said. they're not, they, they're not mutually exclusive, right? So, well, yeah. But, but wait a minute, okay. wait a minute. They're not mutually exclusive. I think this was done specifically to benefit China, whose economy is mm. in shambles right now, right? So to me, it's the China card, like the two big cards in the Biden administration are the Ukraine card, right? And the China card, right? You can argue the Russia, the mayor's daughter of, of, of Moscow, that's a different conversation. But there's no question of the, because we're always focusing now on Burisma and Ukraine and the war, and we're going to talk about that too later in the show. But let's not forget the paramount connection between the Chinese Communist Party, Hunter Biden, and the big guy, mm. right? Mm -hmm. So to me, it's, and there is this axis of evil, yeah. China, Iran, South Korea, and by the way, I'm sorry, North Korea, take it back to the South Koreans, and the North Korean Kim Jong-il, is uh, Kim Jong-un, is going to Moscow as we speak. Yep. Skipped, to meet with Vladimir Putin. Skipped the G20 summit. Right? Okay, so China skipped the G20 summit in order to right, go to Russia. Does this make sense to you? I mean, t tell me, punch holes in my theory. I think China is the driver of this. Mm. The money, right? The money, look, mm. the truth is I don't think Iran would have released any prisoners for, for their own people because Iran does not value they their own care. people's <laughs> lives like we do. So you needed the money anyway. But 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 the, but the Ayuch, right, the double kill here for them is they get, you know, they get the PR victory and they get to um, curry favor with their masters in China. 
mm. who to me are driving this deal because of the leverage they have on the Biden administration Ooh. and specifically the Biden crime family. Ooh. Tell me where I'm wrong. Ooh, I would not be surprised ding, 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 at ding. all. I feel like that is a very reasonable conclusion to come to. When we see that these countries are, you know, colluding, working together, when we know that the Chinese government is, you know, that Biden is in the pocket of China and Ukraine and all of the corruption and the money that's flowing, right? How many billions of dollars is it that's now missing that we've sent to Ukraine? Um, oh, oh, it's not missing. Someone knows where it is. We just don't know where it is. <laughs> and so it's, um, it almost, again, it feels like we're basically just funding our enemies, funding corruption, and it all can be tied back to the Biden family, the Biden crime family. Well, you know what? Um, if you're going to fund corruption, I think we have enough of a full-time job funding corruption at home. We don't have to extend it and fund corruption abroad, right? Uh, and, and, I, and I'm not sure that Joe, first of all, Joe Biden is too big to fit in China's pocket. Mm. But they certainly have, you know, a gun to the back of his, his head. And I, as we've talked about all along, I don't think that he will be the nominee. Mm. By the way, uh, this week, yeah. uh, Speaker of the House McCarthy announced an inquiry. They're launching a formal impeachment inquiry oh. into Joe Biden and the Biden crime family. Although, folks, the Biden crime family is my term. It's not Speaker McCarthy's term. But they did launch a formal inquiry, which is the first step in the process. But here's the thing. We talk about the Democrats and we talk about the progressives or the woke, whatever you want to call them. They're not stupid. The two, there are two immutable laws in international politics, right? Okay. The first one is real politic with capital R, small K. And it basically says that an enemy of my enemy is my friend, mm. right? We saw that in World War II. We were aligned with Soviet Union until our interests didn't align. And then we went to war with them. Essentially, yep. it was the Cold War. Right. Right. That principle, right? The common interest that Iran and China and North Korea and Russia have mm. is uh, anti-American. Yep, and of those four, the, the preeminent power is China. So that's the first law, right? An enemy of my enemy is my friend. The second law is what I call Pavlov's law or Pavlov's dog, right? And we broke that law too, because if you give Iran, for whatever reason, $6 billion, you're incentivizing more bad behavior. If you had said to Iran, look, we'll release your five prisoners, you release ours, okay, yep, that's different. But because they function differently, all we are doing is encourage. Look, this is the law of the street, right? International yeah. politics isn't much different. It's, it's how do you deal with a bully? If you incentivize the bully and you say, oh, by the way, we're going to, your bad behavior, here's $6 billion. Yep. Do you think they're not going to do it again and take more prisoners? Well, and look at- got $6 billion. And look at China is now further aggressing on Taiwan um, at a time when our oh, Navy yeah. it has been- um, 
uh, when our Navy is struggling to respond in it with the veracity that it used to, you know, with like lack of recruitment and uh, the cuts in training. So at a time when we need our Navy to be at its peak, the Biden administration has weakened it. China is aggressing on Taiwan. Then we give $6 billion to because Iran, who is, their, who is their friend. And then again, Again, you just look at it and you go, this can only be an intentional weakening of the United of the United States position around the world. And I, I'm in hundred percent agreement with you, Robert. I'm not sure if they're intentionally weakening America or they just don't care because mm. their interests lie elsewhere. Yeah. I don't think they sit around the kitchen table or in this case the sit room situation room and go and they rub their hands and they go, oh, How can we weaken America more? I don't think it's that that transparent mm. i think that they buy into the international world order they think america's day on you know as the preeminent superpower are numbered and over i think everything if you see every like when you looked at the obama administration and you understood that he was an anti-colonialist so that america was a bad country it was founded on racism original sin america did bad things around the world as a colonial power so everything he did viewed America as a colonial mm. uh, oppressing or oppressor power, right? Yeah. Everything in the Biden administration takes them on the same thing, which is they think America is a bad country. I don't think they would say that, but I think they think that America's power is waned and why shouldn't they cash into the new world order? Oh, see, which that's- Which entrenches the elite power anyway, and they're the elite power. I think oh, that's uh, uh, why- The world according to Robert. I think that's why we have to assume that's that it's intentional. See, that's what I feel like you just made the case that it is intentional, that they are intentionally weakening it, and that that is the goal. Perhaps. Okay. Good Time point. A good place tell. to go to break. We're getting a high sign from Lord Benjamin. Folks, you are listening to Of the People, at least of the, these two people, Erica and I. We are going that's to break. Right. We're going to make some money. And we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Robert Chernin. And I'm Erica Reddick. And we are of the people. You can find us on Rumble. You can find me on Twitter at RB Chernin. And? And I am at Erica Reddick. Look us up. You'll be entertained. That we guarantee. Absolutely. She's never wrong. Ever. <laughs> Just ask my husband. Hello, and welcome back to Of the People. I'm Robert Chernin with... Erica Reddick. My lovely co-host, Erica the whole thing to me about the Iran deal, I mean, basically they're funding, basically Biden is funding Iranian nukes. There's That's no right. other way to look at it, right? I mean, you yeah. can look at it any yep. which way you want. But I want to talk about in terms of, um, in terms of you know, weapons to your enemy. Mm. Domestically, if you see what was going on in New Mexico, and, you know, the interesting thing is, to mm. me, it was radioactive. So I'm sure you've heard. The yep. governor of New Mexico, and I'm trying to get her name, which is Governor Michelle Grisham, right? Mm -hmm. uh, basically makes a gun grab. 
That's right. Under the, she declares a public health emergency. And under the public health emergency, allegedly for you know, you know, mass shootings in New Mexico and because of the fentanyl crisis, I still haven't made that connection, mm. she has outlawed not just concealed carry, because if you read the press, it's, well, she signed an executive order that people can't conceal carry. No, people can't no, publicly carry. carry concealed or open carry Period. in New Mexico. Right? Yep. Even and legal uh, concealed cannot. carry license holders, nobody can carry a gun unless cannot. you're a cop. And and the thing that just makes me crazy is that what no one really understands. I mean, they're starting to because I don't even some of the Democrats are basically saying we support gun control, but you can't do this. That's right. You have a state governor, a statewide office holder, a governor of a state. And keep in mind, we are a federalist system right yeah we have a state governor nullifying the federal constitution on right to bear arms under the pretense of a public emergency which by the way mm -hmm. isn't that what they did with covid I they mean, nullified that's first amendment they nullified second mm -hmm. amendment right yes they nullified right based on yep. what for the safety public of all so, health emergency right yep that's why I don't understand why so many people are surprised or, you know, like this is somehow unique at this point. Uh, the governors ha have been doing this. The federal government has been doing this the last several years over COVID and whatever else. So the idea that she's doing something uniquely horrifying is sort of laughable to me. I mean, obviously I think it's horrifying and stupid, but why wouldn't she think she can get away with it? They've been getting away with this nonsense for years now. Well, I think that's true, but you know, I have a couple different minds on this or a couple okay. different thoughts. I have one mind, just mine. Just I have one. a couple different thoughts on this. So if you followed this in the press, yeah. the and, and we're talking basically mostly Albuquerque. I forget the name of the county that Albuquerque is mm -hmm. in. My geographic knowledge is not that good. Um, but I did know that Chester Arthur was the second president elected from Vermont besides Calvin Coolidge. Oh. Right? Got that. I but did have we that. We learned that, that. That was on break, folks. We do talk on break. <laughs> but so the sheriff, the chief mm. of police... The mayor of Albuquerque have all come out and said, we are not going to enforce the right. law. Yep. And the problem I have with that, or the executive I disagree order. with her ability. And I want to talk about 10th Amendment in a second. I disagree mm -hmm. that she has the authority level to nullify the federal constitution under the 10th Amendment, which we'll talk about. Yep. But what it also does. So you, she signs the executive order. The local officials say we're not obeying the law. And even though I agree with the sentiment, what it really fosters is a, a more of a lawless culture because you cannot cherry pick your laws. Mm. So uh, I don't like the law. I'll challenge it in court. I think she's dead wrong. But it now forces the Republicans or and I don't even know if the Republicans, I take that back. But I mean, you now forcing state officials to say we're only going to enforce the laws that we agree with and that's what the democrats do all the time well here's so here's the thing though is it's not a law first of all it's an executive order but it has the power so, of law 
Executive However, orders. Uh, so the sheriffs actually are also elected officials, and they right. also swear an oath to not only the United States Constitution, but their state constitution. So if she has an executive order that is unconstitutional and thereby illegal, they have no obligation to enforce it. In wait, fact, wait a minute, they, wait a minute. Who determines that? So you think, so I declare Robert's world, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who is John Galt? He's Robert. Robert's world, I declare you can't carry guns. You, in your you know, mind, think it's unconstitutional. Who are mm -hmm. you to say whether it's constitutional or not? The Constitution. According to whose interpretation? As a living document or an originalist? Oh, as either. It's been upheld by the Supreme Court multiple times. But, but you're missing my, you understand my point. You no, as a private citizen, not. you as a private citizen, even as a public official, are not in a position to render judgment as to what is constitutional or not. Only the courts can do that. And you can say the courts have already ruled on this issue, but the yeah. courts have never ruled on this specific issue, whether a governor can nullify a right to bear arms under federal constitution in her state, citing a public health emergency. They certainly didn't rule on it in COVID and they didn't rule on it with masks and shutdowns. So there is no, no precedent they, here. I think that was part of the whole problem though, is they were trying to establish, they, they got people to go along with nonsense during COVID that was absolutely illegal and unconstitutional. So it's not a matter of legality to you, or and according to me, it's a matter of what will people comply with, whether it's sure. legal or not. So, so wait, do, wait, wait, do you think, do you think, that the mandate and the vaccinations and those things were legal or illegal? And, illegal. and second part of the question, do you think they thought it was illegal and they were, oh, we know this is illegal and we're doing it anyway? Or did yes. they think that we don't, or, or this- 100%. Super, really, see, I don't think that they think in those terms. I don't think they made the determination that says, well, this is legal, we're going to do it, or this is illegal, we're still gonna do it. I don't think the legal illegal quotient or consideration comes into their worldview. Oh no, it absolutely does. That's why they were, Talk to me. you know, the Biden administration was doing things like going through um, OSHA to try to get through some of their mandates. So they knew that a lot of this stuff was illegal or unconstitutional. So what they did was tr was try to force it through the administrative state, which you and I agree and have discussed on the show multiple times sure. how, you know, the fourth branch of government, the unelected administrative state is a AKA massive the deep state exactly is a huge part of the problem so if they can push through some of these unconstitutional mandates and rules or whatever through the administrative state they're bypassing congress they're trying to bypass the law they're trying to bypass the constitution and so uh, i mean the, even like the with something as simple as the student loan repayment they were like oh I, joe biden was like i know i don't have the constitutional authority to do it but i'm gonna do it anyway and then somebody's gonna have to take me to court to prove that i can't but that's and our but, but that's our but that's our system look i don't i do not doubt that they are trying to 
envelop this in, with the veneer of legitimacy or the veneer of, of, of law. What I'm questioning mm -hmm. and what I'm saying to you mm -hmm. is I don't think that their considerations are, we want to do this, is it legal or illegal? I don't think they, they, they go through that, that sort of oh, they don't care. mental exercise. They don't care. They, they, they say, we oh, want to yeah. do X. They work from the end backwards. We want to accomplish X. Yes. And we need to envelop it in a veneer of legality so we can accomplish X through doing it through this department or with this edict or this Agreed. executive order. And they backfill. Yes. So it's not like they go through the process as to what would a legal outcome be. They, I see they go to the saying. outcome, right? The means, the, the ends yes. justify the means to these people. Because here's the thing. If you read, have you read her executive order? Oh, it's wild. I, have, I happen to have it with me. Oh, you know how I like to read things. I so, love it. So the governor comes out and basically and, and she's citing that there is an immediate need to quickly reduce gun violence and illegal drug use. Now, someone has to explain to me where the fentanyl crisis comes into relates to the drug thing, other than the gangs <laughs> shoot each other up for drugs. But I get that. Well, Here's what she says. She said the recent shooting death. State? You what? Aren't they a border state? Of course they are. What? Oh, my God. The Fed. Oh, my. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. No, 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 no. Listen, the people crossing illegally can have guns. <sighs> the people in New and, Mexico can't have guns. And fentanyl. And right. fentanyl. Are you screeching oh again? Are you screeching again? It. Oh, my no God. No screeching. Nope. Okay. Go We're ahead. going to have a screech-free zone. I want, the, I want that in the contract. I want a screech-free zone. <laughs> Breathe. <laughs> Breathe deep. So here's what she says. The recent shooting death of a 13-year-old girl on July 28th, a 5-year-old girl on August 14th, and an 11-year-old boy on September 6th, as well as two mass shootings this year. By the way, there was one in Farmington, New Mexico. I can't find the other one, so I think we're embellishing, but maybe. Uh, spurred us to declare gun violence a public health emergency. Today's public health order includes directives to curb the gun violence and drug abuse that the governor has declared to be a public health emergency. She How goes on to say, hang on, you're going to love this part. And when New Mexicans are afraid to be in crowds, to take their kids to school, to leave a baseball game, when their very right to exist is threatened. So, so you have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So your right to exist is threatened? I, I mean, I, I sit there and I read this, and, I, and my eyes roll back in my head. And yet I still come back to what we talked about, which is... The, they, they, the, the Democrats work from the end backwards. Yeah. Whether or not something is legal, as long as it can be enveloped in the veneer of legality through an agency or whatever, I don't think they give a damn. Yeah. What am and I missing? That's, that's listen, listen to that language. Isn't that the same language that we hear about, you know, the LGBTQ, T, right. whatever? Like, Why not? Oh, it worked for them. I it can't exist. Exactly. Oh, my right worked to over exist. Here, worked over here. It works over you there. Know, Let's do it now for denying guns. denying my ability to exist. No, you clearly exist. And guess what? My right to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness is, is guaranteed. And it's supposed to be those rights. Not anymore, apparently. Guaranteed and protected by the government. And so the idea <laughs> that like. Do you believe that? You, that you, we're gonna you really believe the government hi well, i'm from the government i'm here to help you this is the thing okay so tell me this right robert like basically what she's done and correct me if i'm wrong what she's done is she's 
made criminals out of the law-abiding citizens. So as a attempt to deal with the lawlessness created by Democrat policies, she is right creating criminals out well, she, of well, she's doing, law-abiding well, but she's citizens. doing more than that. She's creating criminals. She is forcing law-abiding citizens to break the law, i.e. not just citizens, but the mayor, the chief of police, the sheriff, right? Yeah. You know what this really is? Hmm. Do you remember last show? My monologue was on. I would I would test you, but I, I know you don't listen to me anyway, but that's okay. I'm not offended. Well, maybe a little. Oh, my God. The monologue last show was for the safety of all. That's right. Right. And this is another one of... Folks, it's that slippery slope. For the safety of all, you have to wear a mask. Oh, for, for the, the safety, safety of all, all, you have to get a vaccine, even though it's untested. For right? the safety of all, you have to be unsafe and not have the ability to defend yourself. For the safety of all, you can't have a gun. Look, it flows from there. For the safety of all, you have to wear a mask, which now we know is false. For the safety of all, you have to get a vaccine. Not one, not two, but three. By the way, I can tell you something. If my dog got three vaccines for rabies and still got rabies, I tell you there's something wrong with the vaccine. But <laughs> folks, that's a different discussion for a different day. Not going there. For the safety of all, yep. you have to wear a mask. You have to have a vaccine. And for the safety of all, red flag laws, this is nothing more than a red flag law. Now the entire population is deemed to be risky, so none of them can have guns. Now look, I don't think it holds up because... so. And folks, here's your history lesson. The 10th Amendment to the Constitution is what this is about. We are a federal, a federalist society, right? So, the, and it's a very simple. The 10th Amendment says the following. It's got to be like 20 words, the, maybe 25. The powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. So the key here is the powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution. Right to bear arms is clearly delegated to the people by the U.S. Constitution. But you're so correct. They have to now prove it in law. And, and you know, yep. Governor Grisham is going, like, bring it on. I, lo- I, look, f- I look forward to the, to the fight. I just, I mean, someone needs to take that woman out behind, the, you, know, the, you know, the shed and beat her with a two-by-four. This is... This is wrong on so many levels and no folks i'm not preaching violence and i'm not preaching violence against women it's an expression get over yourself no well and this is one of the funny things that even a pro gun uh, or or, excuse me like a gun safety advocate or whatever the heck gun grabber david hogg is saying that the governor can't do this yes exactly exactly right He's even come out and said the governor can't do this. Uh, various gun grabbing federal officials have come out and said she right. can't do this. Now, I have a conspiracy theory about this. Do you want to hear what it is? No, you wait, 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 wait. You have a conspiracy theory. I know it's shocking. I here's have to hear my, this. Here's my theory What's is your that theory? these at these gun grabbers that are coming out against this governor are statists. They believe and they want a federal government that is supreme, right? These are the same kind of folks who want to see us become communist, socialist, 
top down telling us what to do. And so they don't want to see the governors think that they have more rights or power than the federal government. Hmm. So even though they might agree with the sentiment, they don't like the idea that this governor thinks that she has more power than the federal government does. And that's why I think that they're coming out against her. Do you know how you should never say your enemy is stupid? <laughs> maybe, maybe in this case, I was r- 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 wrong. Um, it's just possible. You know, last time I made a mistake was like, I don't know, 1960, whatever. Yeah. But um, possibly. But I, I think don't know. that gives them. But look, I think that would give them too much credit to understand too much credit. The, mm. the, the, the 10th Amendment. So you're basically saying, hey, we want the federal government to be supreme. Therefore, we don't want the states to be able to do this. And I think it's simpler than that. This is mm. such an egregious, flagrant violation of a very simple constitutional principle as is, as stated in not only the Second Amendment, but reaffirmed in the Tenth Amendment. Because I'm a states' mm. rights guy, by and large. That doesn't mean the states right. can do everything. It basically says if the federal government can't do it and it's not prohibited to or federal government has this authority and this authority that you have and if policy is silent then by omission the states have the authority the federal government the federal constitution specifically states that a right to bear arms shall not be what's the word infringed Infringed. right so it still comes back to the hardest thing i have in all of this uh other than the fact that i think again she's doing this with intent Mm. uh maybe re-elections around the corner But the reason I think the thing that bothers me the most is one law for all, right? When you cherry pick your law. So we're now, Mm. we being the Republicans or the people who are not going to obey that law are now being forced into a Democratic camp, which is, it's wrong to only obey the laws you agree with. You can fight to change the laws you don't agree with, but you're supposed to obey all the laws. And we're arguing, look, the Republicans argue about selective application of the law. An executive order by a governor has the force of law. And now I don't think we're any better than, than they are. Now, I'm still, now you can clearly break the law if you're willing to pay the consequences. So were I in New Mexico, I would continue to carry, right? Yet, if I broke the law and I was brought up on charges, I would obviously fight it and have my day in court. But what these public officials are now being forced to do, and and emotionally and morally I agree with them, but from a foundational standpoint, to have the sheriff and the mayor and the... um, the sheriff, the mayor, and the chief of police say we're not going to enforce the law and say this so publicly adds to the problem, even mm. though I agree with their position. Mm. Does that it's make sense? Just, I, I, to- I hear what you're saying. This idea, it's basically like um, we now, right, people who uh, basically uh, – want to follow the constitution know it's whatever we're now in a position to become the people that we've been complaining about for the last few years i guess is that kind of what you're saying like oh we've been mad in, 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 that in you this, guys in this instance, are in this instance we're selectively choosing the laws we want to follow uh... and, and, and you can't do that now lord benjamin is just talking just you know 
chatting with us about Rosa Parks and Martin Luther King shouldn't have resisted it. And I, Ben, I disagree with you. They should have resisted. You can resist. You can break a law. You have to be willing to pay the consequences of breaking the law. Yeah. The law was, you know, so, so do I think they were morally correct? Of course they were. Right. But you have to let the system function and there has to be one law for all. Right. So you have to drive change. You have to drive change through the system, because if you basically say the system doesn't apply, then it's the same people who go, well, you know, you're not obeying those laws. And, you know, even though the Second Amendment's in the Constitution, we're not going to obey that law either. Right? Well, and see, and, and that's part of But the, that's what they're doing. And this is, you know, something that you've talked about a lot, uh, Robert, is this. Uh, intentional, s seemingly intentional erosion of right. the legal system of the United States, right? right so right. if we're now That's at a their point, intent. right? So if we are delegitimizing the courts, if we are Nobody's delegitimizing the, the legal system, we're delegitimizing right. police officers and law enforcement, then when, wow. So I just made I mean, think, that connection. I mean, I mean, think about think about the ramifications of this. Yes. So the ramifications are that we're only going to cherry pick and we're only going to follow the laws mm -hmm. that we agree with, right? That's so right. now we have designer laws, right? You have designer clothes, you have designer colleges, you don't pick mm -hmm. your colleges based on your politics. So now based on my politics, I'm only going to follow certain laws. We Again, morally, emotionally, I agree with the local state and state officials. It is mm -hmm. a it is a flawed law or executive order. Yeah. But we become no better than they are because we're not following. Look, the rule of law either applies or it doesn't. Uh, yeah. There but is a, police a process. Officer, but if but but if you're a, if you are a law enforcement official who is you know, has a monopoly on violence. Okay. So please wait, wait, say that again. If you're a law, wait, wait, who has a monopoly on violence? The state, the state, the federal government, the cities, municipalities, but that's have, why you have the right to bear arms, but that's the point. So, so then break, so then break the law, they break have the a, law and to be willing to pay the consequences to breaking the law to stand up for what you believe in. My issue is the public officials going on the record and saying, don't obey that. I'm not going to enforce the law, and all of you don't obey the law. Well, that's an individual that's, choice. If you break, if Erica, if you break the law, it's your choice. It is my choice, but it's also when when law enforcement is the gun of the state, and the state is saying we're going to do something illegal, then having the expectation that law enforcement enforce something that is illegal when they have a monopoly on violence, right? So I'm not sure I agree with the monopoly on violence. They okay. absolutely do have a monopoly on violence that we cannot, if, if the, if the governor of New Mexico says I'm now, um, breaking the law by having my concealed carry weapon and the sheriff shoots me because I'm not allowed to have this weapon. I'm going to go to jail and I then have to go to court and prove myself that wait, wait, means you're going to go to jail because the sheriff after the sheriff shoots you or before. If I have a concealed carry, if, if I break this executive order, right. which to me it's, is not legal, but that's another story. 
if I am walking around with my concealed carry gun or open carrying, and that is now against the law, then a sheriff can arrest me or shoot me or do whatever. Okay, okay. let's take the shoot you off the table because, again, Again, I you know you, we, no we, we because don't if want I to, if I, if the state we're talking about no, monopoly no. on violence and because the state on, they, does if I if I defend my arresting constitutional you, uh, arresting right, you excuse if me. I defend my constitutional right to carry and you, you come to your, arrest your, your, me your, con, your constitutional right does not uh, does not protect you from killing someone you there has to be just cause no you cannot the just cause equate, is that I'm breaking the law and that police officer no, there's no, there's, feels there, threatened there, there's no. There's no, there's no threat to your life. If, no, no. If okay. There is, a, this, there is. is a if a sheriff comes, to, if a sheriff comes far. to take my guns, and I say no, what happens? What do you think they're gonna do? They're well, gonna they're not shoot going me. They're not going to shoot you. They're not yes, going to shoot they you. Yes, they are. And I'm gonna defend myself against a tyrannical government. So it even says in the Constitution. I have the right to defend myself against a tyrannical government. So if I say, no, you're not coming to take my guns, you're not coming to take my stuff, and I'm going to open carry, then according to that governor's order, the police can do whatever they deem necessary to alleviate the threat. So that no, means they can only they, use oh. they can only use lethal force. They can only use lethal force. First of all, and you don't way, think I'm going to use lethal force if they try to come at me and arrest me for doing nothing wrong? So, that has so ha- someone, what happened so, to the Bundy Ranch? How many people died at the Bundy Ranch when the federal government came to try to take their land and they said, no, you can't come take our land. They shot and killed the family. They absolutely are willing to shoot and murder American citizens to take to, to follow the law, which ended up being adjudicated in the courts later that what the federal government was doing was illegal. Robert, there is precedent for this. This has happened. They have a monopoly on violence. And if we stand up for our rights, they will shoot and kill us. We've seen it happen over and over again in this country. So the idea that somehow we should just we're let gonna, them Erica, run Erica, roughshod we're gonna, over we're us. Gonna, we're going we're gonna to agree to disagree on this one. Mm. Let, 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 let's segue. I want to go back to okay. cherry picking because part of the issue, I think, is cherry picking. So there's another, and this we're going to go way away from guns now. Okay. But we are going to go to cherry picking. So, you know, the whole thing, and we're going to talk a little bit about climate change because cherry picking cherry picking laws, cherry picking colleges, cherry picking cherry picking information. What I want is the whole truth and nothing but the truth, right? So help me God. It's not the oath you're supposed to swear when you give testimony. Mm-hmm. The testimony I'm about to give is going to be the whole truth, the nothing Bible. but the truth. Right. And you swear on the Bible. It's a left hand, right hand. I always forget that. So you've got this guy, uh, Patrick Brown. Now, Patrick Brown was the do- doctor of earth and climate sciences and John Hopkins University University lecturer so he puts out a paper you know this whole maui fire thing he puts out a paper that basically says the climate change heavily impacted wildfire behavior in maui when he was called out on it he later said no no but he he later said that he left out the full truth quote unquote his words i left out the full truth and focused narrowly on the influence of climate change and i didn't focus broadly on other relevant factors that contributed why 
because it's just the process of customizing the research for an eminent journal caused it to be less useful than it could have been. So the guy cherry picks again. So, you know, look, we've already determined that 1,600 scientists, this is, goes back to the last show as well, right? 1,600 scientists, including two uh, Nobel Prize winners, one in physics and one, I think, in biology, basically said climate change is a hoax. They're not saying that their climate isn't changing. They're mm-hmm. Climate change is a hoax. So now you have one of the lead researchers who basically says, oh, I left out all this information. I cherry-picked what I put in so I can get my... Uh, my um, study published in, let's see what the trade journal is here, um, about Maui. Let's see if they say, oh, uh, his research ordered to please the editors at Nature and Science magazines, which are prestigious online science journals. So is that what we've come to? Oh, my God. Where everything, so you're going to cherry pick the laws. You're going to cherry pick the facts mm-hmm. to what? The end justifies the means. I yep. want to, way I want to get published because I want to be rich and famous. Yep. And I want to be in this prestigious magazine. So, so facts don't matter. Truth doesn't matter. We can cherry pick whatever we want because the end justifies the means. What am I missing? Because we're almost done. We almost got to go to break. Well, I think this is just, you know, m- another opportunity. Wait, just wait five minutes and they're going to override our constitutional rights because climate change is an emergency, a health crisis. Well, climate uh, change is for safety know, of all. It's another iteration. Yeah, exactly. I think it's just it's just for the safety of all. Save the earth. Don't eat meat. If we, as a society, and if have, you have decided, too much gas, take, take X-lax. <laughs> we have just, as a society, have just. <laughs> Um, downgraded truth and reason. We've said truth and reason doesn't matter. And so therefore I can just say whatever I want to justify whatever I want. That's where we're at these days, I think. And again, it comes back to the, I don't think the Democrats care about process. They care about results and anything Mm -hmm. they have to do to get results, whether it's for the safety of all that slippery slope is now, Mm -hmm. because until you refute that argument and basically say, your argument is wrong, and even if it isn't wrong, there are no facts, and you don't have the right to infringe on my freedoms. So you can, you know, kiss my whatever. Um, can't say that on on the air, right? <laughs> We're cherry picking facts, yeah, for the safety of all, which is this sort of, you know, uh, banal platitude of, oh, don't you want? Why wouldn't you want to do something that protects the safety of all? Oh. Aren't you a good member of society? Oh. No. I'm a good member of my family and my job is to protect my family and my neighborhood and my friends and to take care of the community. My job is not to tell other people what to do. And to all my Democratic friends out there, if you don't like what's on the channel of a TV, change the channel. Don't ban the content. Mm, Amen. So anyways, anywho, Mm. we're getting the high side. We got to go. This has been, whoa. We have to go. Folks, you can find us on Twitter at RB Chernin or Erica. Erica Reddick. And you want to follow us, like us, 
you can even unlike us, but follow us anyways, whether you like <laughs> us or not, right? Leave us a five-star rating. You can reach me, Robert C. at ASIC, A-C-E-K-F-U-N-D dot O-R-G, Robert C. at ASICfund.org. You can find me at, at R.B. Chernin on Twitter and lots of other places on the website. Erica, I'm going to give you the last word. Uh, make sure that you uh, share this content, folks. That's the big thing is uh, the algorithms and the and the overlords don't want this information shared. They do not want you informed and engaged. So make sure to share, 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 and keep talking to your neighbors, even if it's scary. And get off the bench. Amen. Get involved. Amen. Amen. Folks, you have been listening to Of The People. I'm Robert Chernin with... Erica Reddick. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. We'll see you next week. Take care.